Okay, in the first part of the share, um, we spoke about whether someone can use grape juice um, instead of wine at the Seder. And now we'll move on to a second question, um, which is whether someone with a grape juice that comes from concentrate, rather than being um, at its original strength, and just you know, being in its natural form, whether that grape juice is considered, whether the brachas are not gotten, and whether it could be used for Kiddush and the Dalit Kleses by the Seder. Um, the one who had the strong position on this, Shamsam Arbach, spoke about, um, he wanted to suggest that why grape juice and concentrate should not be brought by Gothen, and even more so why it should not be used for Kiddush. And he said as follows. Um, if someone has, if there's water that's in wine or grape juice naturally, of course that's considered wine. Not only that, in the times of the Gemara, uh, it used to be that wine had to be diluted um, three to one in order to make it drinkable, and that water that was added also had the status of wine. Not only that, but the Ramah says that nowadays when we don't need to water down our wines to make them drinkable, even so, um, the water that you add to the wine is still considered, has the status of wine, unless you add a huge amount, if you add a reasonable amount, that wine is considered, has the same status. Furthermore, grape juice um, is considered wine, we make a barbecue cup on it, and as we spoke about in the first part of this year, um, it could be used for Kiddush, and even for Nesachim, Nesachim means the wine that they used to pour in the base of for the carbon. The the Rashbam says that the, in Babasar that the reason why grape juice can be used for Nesachim in the base of Midrash, even though the Torah says it has to be Shechar, it has to be alcoholic, the reason is because um, since the grape juice could could ferment into alcohol, therefore um, it could be used for Nesachim, it's considered alcoholic because it has the potential to become alcoholic. Therefore, after all these introductions, Shavar Roshlam Zalman says that pasteurized grape juice, which is to say concentrated grape juice, which has been pasteurized, it can't ferment anymore. And if so, since it can't ferment anymore, it doesn't have this ability to become alcoholic. Therefore, um, the bracha stays hagafen because when it was first squeezed, it was hagafen. When it was first squeezed, it was able to ferment. Uh, and therefore, it was hagafen. And it'll stay that. He said, okay, I'll be, accept that. It doesn't lose that prepared hagafen. However, he says, maybe uh, that it should not be able to project that Hagafen status onto water that's added in. So although wine that has water added to it, that water becomes Hagafen. And although grape juice that was not pasteurized, if you added water, it does, that water becomes Hagafen. Maybe in this case, since uh, this grape juice is not able to ferment, it's not able to become Hagafen. Now, Rosh um uses the words maybe and possibly. He says, he talking to who? Like this, on the Hechatesa, he says, how do we know? We need a proof. Um, so it's not clear if he's just being humble, and really he holds this very firmly, or in fact, it's, um, he's still unsure about it. But he does actually say towards the end that he, we need a proof that you can add, that the, this water can have that status. Meaning he's not closing the door on that. And we're going to see that we may actually have a proof, in fact, to that point. Yes. So says, okay, so now, the next point is, we now have a beverage, which is, um, when you reconstitute grape juice, you have one part concentrate and four parts water. So he says, well, we have one part, which is hagafen, that's the concentrate, four parts water, which he's saying do not get the status of the hagafen, in which case it's 20% um, hagafen, 80% shahako, and therefore he says, um, he says, you know, I'm using the kiddush. He says, maybe even the bracha should be hagafen. He later retracts it, and he basically comes at the end that the bracha should be hagafen. It does 
the bracha is hagafen, and that's based on some rise that there are that maybe the bracha should be hagafen if you mix them like this. But he says you have to prove to me that you could use that for kiddush when something is only twenty percent hagafen and eighty percent water that you should be allowed to use that for kiddush. Okay, so let's just summarize what he said. Um, pasteurized that or concentrated grape juice can't ferment, and therefore it's it's somewhat missing in its status of wine. Um, the bracha might be hagafen, but if you add water to it, that that water does not. Um, get the Hagafen bracha, and therefore, um, the, the bracha on this whole drink might be Hagafen, but, but you should not be able to use it for Kiddush or for the Dalit places, etc. Okay, that was what Shalom Zalman said, um, and that's, that's what he, his base is that you should not use co- uh, grape juice from concentrate for, for Kiddush and for the Seder. In response to this, um, Rabdowski and some Rabdowski said he had a proof. There are two people who argued on this, and one of them is Rabelsky, who had a proof from uh, Tosis and Shabbos that you could use reconstituted grape juice for Kiddush. And it's false. The Gemara says that if, you, if a person carries something outside on Shabbos, you're not allowed to carry out in the street on Shabbos, but you're only a chayiv if you carry something that has a certain meaning, something valuable to it. A piece of dust is too little, it doesn't capture anything. So the Gemara says, how much concentrated wine do, does a person have to carry uh, I'm sorry, of congealed and concentrated wine, does a person have to carry in order to be considered that he carried something meaningful and he should be high for himself or carrying on jobs? So the Gemara says this. If a person carries a, a piece of congealed wine, which is the size of a kazayas, of an owl, it should be that person has carried enough because were he to add water to it, that owl size worth of congealed wine would turn into a Ravius of wine, and a Ravius is enough, and, and Tyson said, and, and therefore that's a meaningful amount. Ravius is a meaningful amount. So Tyson says, wait a second, what are you talking about? The, guy, the person's only carrying out the one part of it, he's only carrying out the wine portion of it, he's not carrying out the water portion of it. So why is he chayyab if he just carried out the, the, the congealed wine part of it? So Tyson says, since when you'd add water back in, that water, the, the drink that you'd make out of this thing would be good for. Kiddush, or for Kosha Bracha, you'd be allowed to use it for special purposes. Therefore, even the, even the great, the, the congealed wine by itself has already a hashivas to it because mixed with water, it could be turned into something very well, worthwhile. Okay, so Tysus is saying, Tysus is saying that if you have a congealed, you know, concentrated wine, and you would add water back to it, that it could be used for Kiddush. So much so that Tysus says that's, that's explains why you're high even without the water. So, Rabelsky says, you see from here, that if you, have, you have to concentrate and add the water back in later, then that's fine. Then it can, you can't use it for Kiddush. Okay, so this, this seems like a very strong proof. Um, again, uh, Shlom Zalman had said he's looking for proof. Rabelsky said, look, it seems to me that we have a proof to that. Okay, so the proof is very strong. The question is whether it proves what we're looking for. Because, seemingly, Shlom Zalman's point was that grape juice that's concentrated has this issue. The concern is that grape juice, which does not have the alcohol, it only has the potential for alcohol, if it is in a concentrated form, then the, then, um, the water added on doesn't, doesn't help it turn into a hagafen. But the Gemara's case was a case of wine. So what proof is there from the Gemara about wine? It's true. If you have concentrated wine, that wine can, if you add water into it, can now be reconstituted and be used for kiddush. But, but the whole point of Rav Shalom wasn't his whole point to talk about grape juice, which did not have alcohol to it. So is there really any proof to that? 
So in fact, it really is. And we're going to, before we get to that, I'm going to mention a proof from a different person, from a Gedaliafelder, um, who had a, proof, a different proof to, against Rav Shalom and through that we'll be able to understand what Rav was saying also. His proof is from a Gemara, in Yuma, and in order to understand it, we just have to mention two other Gemaras. The Gemara says in Sukkah, um, the Gemara is trying to dis- understand which items are acceptable to use for schach, and we learn that from a positive that it's describing the harvest time, and the Gemara says, maybe the word, when it says meikvecha, meaning it's from your wines, so the Gemara says something about wine is suitable for schach. Okay, so the Gemara says, well, maybe it's a certain kind of dried out wine, a pasty dried out wine from Sinir, um, and it says, the Gemara says that it's as dense as a fig cake, and you could spread it over the top of your sukkah. So the Gemara says, maybe that's what it is, that's kosher for schach. Okay, that's, that's one Gemara. The second is, the Gemara says in Yuma, um, it's trying to see whether the word achira, which literally means eating, does that also include drinking as well? And the Gemara it brings a proof from a pasuk that says the word achila when it's describing wine. Well, if achila means it's talking about wine, wine, of course, is something that you drink. So that obviously the word achila includes not only eating but um, drinking as well. That's the Gemara. That's the Gemara tries to bring that as a proof. So on that, Tosis asks, Tosis and Yuma asks, why does the Gemara say that the fact that the pasuk used the word eating for wine? Maybe when when the word when the Torah was talking about when, when the pasuk said achila for wine, it meant out that dried out pasty. Um, wine from Sinir. The Gemara said in Sukkah, there's such a thing as a pasty wine, it's so thick, it's like dried out figs and you can lay it across your Sukkah. So when it said eating, that's what it meant. So how do we know that that the word, when it's talking about wine, it means wine beverages that you drink. Maybe it's talking about the dried out pasty wine, which of course would be considered eating. Okay, so Tyson says, one of Tyson's answers is that when the the wine is in that pasty form, when it's in this dried out item from Sinir, um, it's not edible. Okay, it's not possible to eat it at that point. And therefore, when the Pasuk says you eat it, it couldn't possibly be talking about that dried out. stuff from Sinir, it must be talking about the liquid, and it means the liquid. Um, um, therefore, if it's a liquid, I'm going to just finish off the point, if it's the liquid, then it has a proof that the word Achille means drinking also. But Taisa says, the only way you could eat that dried out pasty um, item from Sinir, the only way you could drink that is if you mix it with water, and then... Um, if you mix it with water, then it turns back into a beverage, and then you then you can then it becomes edible again. Okay, so Rishelter says, so Tosis is saying, the fact that the the pasuk is calling it wine, even though um, you can only drink it when it's reconstituted. So you see that when it's reconstituted, um, it's it's considered wine for all purposes. The pasuk calls it wine, even though it's only wine after it's been concentrated and reconstituted. Okay, so again, the same question we had on Rogowski is, what's the what is the proof from a Gemara that's talking about wine? Rosham Zaman's point was only about grape juice. His, his whole stress was on the fact that this is not an alcoholic beverage. If it's alcoholic, then he didn't have a, if it contains alcohol, he didn't have any problems with it. So what's the proof? So it could be. The answer is like this. To both these questions are like this. The Gemara says in Saita that this, the art of how to make this dried out pasty uh, wine from Sneer is lost. It's more, this is one of the things that we don't know how to do anymore. Okay, so, um, we don't know what it is, but we would assume that the assumption is, I believe that it's, it's reasonable to say that anything that would dry out the moisture to make wine into so pasty to the point that it could be spread out like dried figs, um, something that would be so dried out, 
uh, would have lost that whatever that process was seemingly would have caused it to lose all of its alcohol as well, and therefore, even though it, even though it may, we may use the word wine to describe it, uh, that thing is not alcoholic. It's back to being like grape juice. And if the Gemara could say, if we could say that something like that, which is inedible in its current form, and then when you add water to it, it becomes back to being edible, and that is considered wine, then, excuse me, the same thing should be a concentrated grape juice. We've concentrated it, and we made it that there's, well, there wasn't alcohol to it at all, and even though it can't ferment anymore, uh, since if we add water back to it, it would be drinkable, that item should be considered um, wine for all purposes. And the same thing we could say for a busky also. Um, the, Gemara, the Gemara's description of the congealed wine, the one we mentioned that Rebuski was talking about, that has congealed wine, um, is actually, if you, if you look at the numbers, the way the Gemara describes how much water it has and how much water you add back to it, the way, if you go through the, the mathematics of it, it comes out that their concentrate is very similar to concentrated grape juice that we have. They're what they call congealed wine is very similar to what we have but our concentrated grape juice, the numbers are very similar. Um, there's, um, th- in that case, uh, between 83 and 89% of the moisture had been evaporated, and then our concentrated is about 80% has been evaporated. It was a very similar item. And the Gemara doesn't tell us how they made that stuff, how they made that congealed uh, wine, um, but secular sources do talk about how they make it. And in fact, there's a thing nowadays, in, an Arabic thing, I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, called dibs, um, which is made through um, heating the wine for long enough that you evaporate the water out. Now, what's, what you may know is that there's alcohol as a, a property that alcohol evaporates at 173 degrees Fahrenheit, as opposed to water, which evaporates at a higher temperature, 212 degrees. And what that means is that if you take, up, you take wine and you boil it to the point that you boil all the water out to create this congealed wine product, What's going to happen is, to get the water out, you have to heat it to 212 degrees. Well, in order, by the time you do that, I meaning once you pass 173 degrees, all the, the alcohol will evaporate out also. So by getting out so much of the water, you've gotten out 100%, 100% of the alcohol. So if the Gemara's concentration was done through heating, we're making an assumption, but if we're done, done through heating, then the Gemara's congealed uh, wine that made a... That, uh, that has no water, has very little water to it, has zero alcohol to it. And if so, the proof from Tosis is exactly on the mark of what Rosh Hashanah was asking about. Tosis is now talking about basically grape juice. It's, it was wine that had all the alcohol taken out of it. It's now we're back to having a grape juice. Um, it's concentrated to a point um, very similar to what we have nowadays. And then Tosis says that if you add water back to that, you make a guffin and you could use it for Kiddush. So it's exactly, it seems to be exactly um, the proof that we were looking for. Rabelsky is being what seems to be a very strong proof to what we were looking, to what Rosham Thomas says, maybe in theory it could be, but I need a proof to it. In fact, it seems that we have a very, a proof to it that if we take a concentrate and we add water back to it, that item that's added back to it is now suitable for Kiddush and for the Daltists. Okay. Um, n- next is um, the, Tosis 
asked, he said, well, if the grape juice was inedible for a time, while it was concentrated, it wasn't really usable, maybe it's now impossible for it to be used for Kiddush anymore. And again, we have our same proof, because here, the Gemara is looking at something that's very similar, it's concentrated to a similar point, and seemingly it's also not, it would be as inedible as our concentrators, and yet the Gemara is saying that, it's, that that is um, good for Kiddush. Okay, so to, just to sum that up, at this point, we were holding at this point is that Shlom um, Zaman said he was, that if the concentrated grape juice may not be able to project its, its status onto the water that's added into it, and that therefore it should not be good for Kiddush and Dalit Kaisers and for HaGovern, and um, we've seen Rebelski and Rabbi Felder brought rice from two different tices, and the tices in Hatton are talking about wine, but we've seen that in, in fact that they prove that even for grape juice, um, it should have that same status. Now, there's another point, a, a, a smaller point is that um, Roshamsam says that if we take a concentrate, if we if we pasteurize grape juice, the bracha is only hagafen because it was once not pasteurized and once suitable for turning into wine. But in and of itself, now that it can't turn, now that it can't ferment anymore, it would not really be entitled to hagafen. But it's sort of a carryover. It was once hagafen, so it holds on to that status. So if we follow that through, what would happen if a person were to pasteurize the grapes before they made it into wine? That is to say, they took the, which is a very common thing nowadays in making kosher wine, which is they take the grapes, cook them up before they squeeze the juice out of it. So it would seem, in which case, when the juice squeezed out of it, it was already cooked up. It was already not possible for it to ferment into wine. So if that would be true, so we should say that should not be hagafen. Or some Zaman saying it's only hagafen. Once it's pasteurized, it can't become hagafen. If it's already in so far, and it keeps, it holds on to that status. So in this case, where it was cooked up before it had that status, then the thing is that it should be the um, bracha Okay, if that would be true, in fact, if that would be true, then most of the many of the wine, grape juices that we have, or even the wines that we have, wouldn't be hagafen because that's in fact used very commonly nowadays to avoid stamyain. That's a sign. Okay. But the question is, Rishon uh, Zaman asks himself. That the Shulchan Aruch says that if a person cooks up the grapes, and, they, and then they make uh, all, the, all the raisins, grapes are raisins, and he cooks them up until you get juice out of them, the bracha is hagafen. So, um, seems to be against what Shlom Zalman says. So we could have either one of two choice answers to that question. Either we could say is um, that in fact cooked or pasteurized grape juice can, is considered that it can become wine. And the reason for that would be is that the pasteurization kills the yeast that live on the grapes, and therefore, the grape juice won't turn into wine by itself. Because the yeast that, would, that are there on the peels that would help it are not available anymore. But if you were to leave it open to the air for new yeast to fall in, or you add in yeast of your own, it will turn into, it will turn into wine. And in fact, nowadays, most commercial kosher wines are made like that. They pasteurize the juice and add, and add their own yeast after it. Even not kosher do that. They have a very specific strain of yeast they want to add in. So either we can prove from this, then that it really is considered capable of fermentation. Or, we could say what that the Rashbam said. We had mentioned, Rishon Zaman is basing himself on the Rashbam, who said that grape juice is only wine because it could potentially ferment the alcohol. Maybe the Rashbam is only talking about Nisachim, only that for the base of Migdash. There, for the base of Migdash, it needs um, to be able to ferment. Maybe other things don't need to be able to ferment. Okay, so, just to summarize, we're, we're up to, um, we're winding down, but let's just summarize it. Shlom Zaman said that concentrated grape juice has some characteristics of wine, but maybe can't give that over onto the water that's added in. We seem to have uh, proofs 
that a number of his assumptions and his conclusions are not correct. And for that reason, um, it's generally accepted that one can use grape juice from concentrate for Kiddush and the four choices. Uh, Schwartz had originally held like Roshom Zalman. Upon going through this again and hearing these different points, um, he did um, reverse that position and holds that, in fact, you could use it for Kiddush and the choices. Now, as a little postscript to this, Roshom um, Zalman says that if the even if one would say that the bracha on grape juice from concentrate is Hagafen, um, even if that's the truth, he says you can't use it for Kiddush because there was a time when it was inedible. While it was concentrated, you couldn't eat it. That, Because of that, it's impossible to use it for Kiddush yet. So it's just worth noting the following, if, if that's the position one would take, to note the following. Um, most grape juice has in it something called potassium metabisulfite, which is a preservative. Um, they add in a few parts per million, and most grape juice has that it in as a preservative. Uh, but if a person wants to keep um, single-strength grape juice, I mean, they don't want to have grape juice from concentrate, one of the methods of holding it for extended amounts of time is to add in hundreds of parts per million of potassium antibisulfate, which prevents it from spoiling, but at the same time, while it prevents it from spoiling, it makes it completely inedible during that time. So that means is that and then later they, they remove it before they sell it to the public. So if you're going to say to Rosh Hashanah that um, the fact that it was once inedible means that it could never be used for Kiddush afterwards, then we'd have to seriously consider maybe even the single the, the, the grape juice that didn't come from concentrate should not be suitable for Kiddush because if it was if it was preserved by putting in so much potassium metabisulfite to keep it from spoiling, then it turns out that it also had a period in its existence when it was not edible, when it was not edible, in which case um, we haven't gained anything. Rosham Zalman is saying once it's inedible for a certain point, it's, it can't be used for Kiddush ever again, and it would seem that even the single strength that has never been concentrated would have the, would have the same issue.